What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Make Your Own Biscuits. I'm your host, Matt Reeves. For those of you that don't know, I'm a serial entrepreneur and a basketball skill and development trainer. And um, I'm, I'm really excited about today's episode, as I am with all of the episodes that I present to you guys. But specifically, today's episode is titled, Let Go of What You've Been Through so you can be who you truly are and this is why i believe this is so important oftentimes in life we find ourselves in situations where we're defining ourselves by what we've been through and we're allowing that to become our representation to the world and the reason why this is is so detrimental is because we aren't our circumstance. We are not our situation. But but so often in life, we go through these various trials and tribulations, and we start to really believe that we are uh, indeed the struggle. We are indeed the uh, unfortunate situation or circumstance. And it's such a hindrance. Because when you start to define yourself by your struggles or through your struggles, you truly lose sight of everything that makes you great. So if you grew up in an abusive household, um, if you grew up suffering loss uh, in any kind of you know way, whether it's you know friends, family members, you've experienced a great deal of loss in your life, you can truly believe and live your life as if you're going to always lose people. So you, you may be afraid of allowing yourself to get close to anyone because you're, you're always losing people that matter to you most. And in your mind, subconsciously, you may say, it's for their own benefit that I don't get close because I lose everyone that I get close to. If, you, if you've grown up and struggled financially, uh, you may think that you are not allowed to pursue opportunities that may actually change your circumstance. And the reason being, is because you've gone through so much struggle. We say things like when it rains and pours and we go through these different emotions, we really start to believe this. We start to regurgitate these sayings over and over and over until they become active parts of our lives. And so it's very difficult to recognize at these various points that we aren't our circumstance, that we aren't our situation. Um, if you've had various trials in relationships, right, where you know, relationships aren't uh, working out. You may feel like you don't deserve love. You may feel like because these these situations didn't work out for me, maybe this is not for me. Maybe the, the, the thing that's hurting me is the fact that I keep trying. I keep trying to, you know, establish a loving relationship with someone and this just isn't for me. So the best thing for me to do is oppose love. We don't feel worthy of the love that we're receiving and so in many different ways we may start to self-sabotage i myself have been in situations where i'm dating someone and i watch the different things that they do that would sabotage the relationship because they're just not familiar with love they're not familiar with working together they don't they don't know how to coexist in a space together and this is this is something that many many people struggle with they're very comfortable with the dysfunction because they know 
the dysfunction. The dysfunction is familiar territory. It's home. It's where they've been able to find themselves for the better part of their lives. So I just want to encourage you guys, like, we can change the narrative. We, we take total control over how these things play out. Even if we've we've gone through on these unfortunate circumstances, at any moment, as soon as we make the decision, we can turn it around. The problem is, is that we can't start the process and then be overcome with fear when it starts working. Because this is also something that many people do. It's going in the right direction. It's fun. It's, it's starting to feel easy and effortless. And then we do something to mess it up so that it becomes familiar. Well, why do we do this? We do this because of what we're used to. We do this because of the fear of the unknown, the uncertainty that we have to deal with. It's so much easier to push something into a negative space because we're used to that. We know what that feels like. But we fear how hurt we may be if this thing doesn't work out. And the idea of it not working out pushes us in a situation, into a, a direction where we force it not to work. We keep tinkering with it and bothering it and poking at it and annoying it and doing all of these different things that are negative until it becomes the very thing that we fear it being. And then when that happens, we say, see, I knew it. I knew it. I knew this was gonna happen. I've seen people who, and I've had these experiences with these people, where they're in positions in their life where they need help. They need help. And the, they need so much help that regardless of whoever comes to help them, it's never gonna be enough. Maybe that person is only available two times a week, every third week of the month. That's the, that's the basis of, or the foundation of the help that they can provide. But the person themselves need, they need help every single day of the month. And now they're looking at this person who can help them as not caring about them enough, um, not being dedicated enough, not loving them enough, uh, dropping the ball on their end um, because they're so used to needing help that they're now holding it against this person who actually loves them, this person who actually is there for them, that this person who would give their last to help them out of whatever situation they're in. But they're turning on this person because they need more help than what that person is capable of providing. Now, here's the dangerous part about that. You'll put this on the other person, but the help that you're looking for needs to come from within. And this is why it's, it's, it's so dangerous to actually hold on to what you've been through because you truly don't realize your own strength, your own capabilities. I've been in situations with people where they will say the same thing over and over, but I just didn't know. I just didn't know that that's, that's how it was supposed to be done. Well, if you can say that you didn't know, then you can fix it. People will say things you don't know, like, like you don't know what you don't know. Okay, well now that we're actually saying this, you know. Now you know what you don't know or didn't know. 
and you need to do something about it. But instead, they want someone else to do something about it. They want someone else to take on this responsibility that they themselves have con they, they've convinced themselves that they don't have the strength to do. You don't know, it's, it's amazing how many people I've seen stuck in their same situation year after year after year because they refuse to see themselves in the situation. They can see it in everyone else around them but themselves. They'll even think that they're growing out of the situation, but all they're doing is just judging the people around them who come from that same space, that same world. And now maybe because they have some help, they think that they're better. No, you're not better because you're not technically doing anything. The moment that the person who's, who's helping you pulls away, you're going to return back to everything that you've done because it wasn't truly your own self-worth. It was you being codependent on someone else that you, you believe had the way, had the blueprint. But it doesn't matter because you're going to fight them and you're going to feel like while they're helping you that their help is not enough. You're going to feel that no matter what they do, they could be doing more. And so you're never going to really have a productive relationship, a friendship, connection with people. It's always going to be this codependency thing and they're only going to be as good as their last week. And th this is the danger. This is the danger that we encounter when we refuse to let go of what we've been through so that we can be who we are. We keep this with us. We hold on to it. And we use it, you know, as this uh, get out of jail free card. Right? As soon as someone comes to us with accountability, as soon as someone says, hey, you need to work on this or we need to do this, the first thing we do is bring up what we've been through. There isn't, there isn't like an aha moment where we say, okay, all right, okay, let me make this adjustment. We take it personal. We take the correction as a personal attack on our character and, and we run with it. And then we're mad at the person for holding us accountable because we're saying, hey, this is your job. You're supposed to be doing it. You're supposed to be the help. And then when people get tired of, quote unquote, helping, and they say, no, enough is enough, we still don't take accountability. What we say is everybody always says they want to help. And then when it gets real, they leave. That's not exactly what's going on. Instead, what's happening is people are holding true to what they say that they're going to do. They're helping us. And by helping us, they're hurting themselves. So when they have to take a break from carrying this load, because again, when we get the help, what we do is we pass it off to them as now it's their responsibility. We forget that it's actually us who's supposed to be leading the charge and, and the help is a blessing. And to, now we pass it off. It's like we pass the baton. Like, okay, you take care of this now. And so now when a person has to, they have their own life that they have to live, they have their own demons that they have to battle, they have their own situation that they have to go through, we totally disregard that and we just look at the part that they, uh, that they play in dropping the ball as far as our help is concerned. It's amazing what happens when help becomes an obligation. And we can see it when other people do it to us, but we cannot see it when we do it to other people. 
It's amazing. Usually the people who cry the most about not having help are the people who have the most help. But there's just not enough help for them because there's always going to be something. There's always going to be this other thing that they need help with. There's always going to be this other thing that's uncovered. This self-work that we have to do. And that's the frustrating part. The person who needs the most help, nine times out of ten is the person who needs the most work. The most personal growth, personal development. It's because they're refusing to take on the responsibilities that's laid before them for their own lives. And the reason why they're refusing to do this, again, is because we refuse to let go of what we've been through, the things that hurt us the most, the things that left us feeling alone, the things that had us feeling like, what do we do from here? Where do we, where do we take this? Where do we go? How do we, how do we change our situation? How do we fix this? Right? And so, I mean, listen, I want to encourage you guys, take inventory, self-inventory, look at your life. What have you really done without legitimate help? And And I'm not saying that no one should help us. That's not what I'm saying. But when help becomes your primary source for survival, that's a problem. That's a real, like, serious problem. Because now you're you're putting yourself in a situation where you cannot function if the help doesn't show up. You're saying that you don't have the skill set that's required for survival, for basic survival. You can't uh, process your own emotions. You have a hard time dealing with your day-to-day life. You have responsibilities based on decisions that you've made that you refuse to truly dive into and take care of because you feel like it's your chance to put your feet up or it's your time to put your feet up because you've been doing it for so long on your own. Nine times out of ten, if that's the if that's the uh, mindset that you have, I'm telling you, nine times out of ten, if that's the mindset that you have, you probably have way more help than what you even recognize, and you you haven't been working as hard as you're allowing yourself to believe that. What you've been doing is delegating your responsibility to the various people in your life and holding them accountable for how well they execute on the help that you need. And so you're probably bitter, you're probably upset, you probably, you know, uh, feel like you can't trust people. You probably feel angry and annoyed and frustrated because of what people are doing. And it's always about what people are doing. It's always about how this person let you down. It's always about how this person hurt your feelings or they said something to you that was rude or they didn't acknowledge you. They didn't show you appreciation. You know, they didn't they, they didn't meet a need in some way shape or form it always comes down to this and 
I'm going to I'm going to tell you this, man. If this is you and this is your perspective, you're never going to truly be happy in life. You're going to always be at war with the people around you. You're going to always have to walk off and isolate yourself. You're going to always have to go somewhere and be alone. Not in search of peace, not um, beneficial isolation. That's not what it is. You're going to have to separate yourself from the people that you believe in your heart let you down. And the crazy part about this is the people who really help you are the people you turn on the most and the people who hurt you the most are the people we do the most for. That's how this works. That's how this works. And it's, it's very easy to develop narcissistic traits when we're in a situation like this. When we, when, we, when we believe it's someone else's job to help us through, but at the same time, we're not going to give anyone credit for helping us through. Because in our minds, we believe that this is the role that they're supposed to play so that we can be who we're supposed to be, right? You were sent here to help me. That's your job so that I can do the things that I want to do. And I'm not going to really show you any appreciation or make any sacrifices. I'm not going to compromise in any way. In fact, I'm not going to do much of anything for you that's outside of my comfort zone because it's your job to help me. That's what you were sent here for. And I just need to figure this other stuff out at my own pace, regardless of how much this is a, a, a result of you know, the decisions that I've made. My circumstance has nothing to do with you at all. Like you didn't play a part in creating any of this. I created this all on my own, my own decisions. And you were sent here by God, the universe, or happenstance, however you want to put it, to help me through. And if you fail to help me through, you just aren't being a good person. You aren't living up to your calling in life. And so therefore I'm justified in having an attitude with you. But all of this stems from my inability to be able to let go of what has happened to me. I'm, I'm the victim here. And how dare you get frustrated with me? How dare you not show me patience? How dare you uh, remember the 1,000, the 10,000, the 100,000 times I've messed up or I've made a mistake and I've been reluctant to apologize and maybe I don't even apologize at all. I just be nice again as if it never happened. This is what we do. This is what, this is what we do as a people. This is a constant thing. We walk around with this woe is me attitude and people just don't understand. People just always abandon us. People just always doing us wrong. And this is the mindset that we have. We don't realize that we're the issue. And if we're honest with ourselves, we'll see that this situation or this, this um, experience plays itself out in every aspect of our lives. Work, friendships, relationships, and our own minds. How easily upset we are. 
how frustrated we get with the simplest of things, how we carry these emotions nonstop, hours, days, weeks at a time, how good we are at being stubborn, how good we are at like just not speaking and isolating people. Like, Think about how crazy that is. A person who needs so much help thinks that they have a right to isolate themselves, thinks that they have the right to not speak, thinks that they excuse me, thinks that they have the right to be upset with someone for not delivering on the things that they feel they should be delivering on. That's crazy. That's like a homeless person asking for change and then you give them $5 and they look at you and say, that's it? Just $5? I'm out here with this sign asking for help telling you what my situation is and the only thing you can give me is five dollars you gotta be kidding me to the point where they may even take that five dollars crumble it up and throw it at you because it's not enough this is who we become when we refuse to let go of what we've been through so that we can be who we are called to be who we truly are. We may even visit it for a time and things will be going well. But what happens is those old demons, they creep back up and we forget the path that we were on and we start to entertain these thoughts and it starts gradually and then it grows into something big and then we end up being in a situation over nothing. We end up being in a situation where we aren't dealing with people, we aren't speaking to people, we aren't, you know, uh, at peace because of, of something very small. But there were so many other small things that we held these people responsible for that it, it doesn't have to be anything to just push us over the edge. Because we have this mindset that the people around us should always be servicing us in some form. They should, there should never be a moment where they're just sitting down chilling. They should always be thinking about what they could do for us next. So this is an amazing thing, right? People who come from money a lot of times, they have, this, they have the benefit of privilege. right? They can't understand why certain things aren't the way that they're supposed to be because they come from privilege. It's like things should be in place. Business should be handled a certain way. The unfortunate part about people who come up in poverty, broken homes, you know, unfortunate situations, they have a very crazy warped sense of entitlement. I don't have it, so you should get it for me. I don't want to do this right now, so you should do it for me. I don't feel good right now. So either you should know this and leave me alone and give me my space, or you should jump up and down and do something to make me happy. This is what happens when we refuse to let go of what we've been through so that we can be who we truly are. We become self-absorbed. We become extremely selfish and not in a positive sense of selfishness for success, but selfishness in the sense that we only see ourselves. We don't see anyone around, uh, anyone around us. We don't see the drama that we cause. 
And even if we do, we have too much pride to admit it. The ego is massive. The pride is prime for a fault. And if anyone doesn't agree with us, if anyone isn't willing to move when we say move, if anyone asks us to do anything that we, the smallest thing that we feel like we don't want to be bothered with, not only will we not do it, we'll even go as far as doing it wrong or making it seem like it's more difficult than what it actually is because we don't feel like doing it. This is the person who needs help. This is the person who needs help, who's relying on people else, and you ask them to do the smallest thing. We ask to do the smallest thing, to execute on the smallest thing, and there's always a problem. It has to be explained over and over again. Information is not retained, and then it's like halfway done. But should they do it at all? They want ultimate praise. They want ultimate recognition. They want you to tell them how great of a job that they've done, even if they do it halfway. Because in their minds, I didn't have to do this. This ain't for me. This is for you. This is who we become when we refuse to let go of what we've been through. And this is why you see this um, this running trend now all throughout like YouTube and social media where everyone is talking about narcissists. Because a lot of people struggle with this. A lot of people right now are going through these situations. And some of you might listen to this and say, man, that's me. Some, some others may hear this and say, you know, that's my significant other. That's my brother. That's my sister. You know, that's my best friend. It's tough. No doubt about it. It's tough. What, what I don't want to do is make the people who are dealing with individuals who operate like this feel as though it's their fault. And I don't want to free the people who inflict this pain on others. I don't want to free them from accountability or responsibility or taking responsibility for their actions. So for the people who are going through this with someone, you have to set boundaries. You may even have to cut it off completely. And for the people who are the people who are the ones who actually take people through this, you gotta see yourself and you gotta put a ton of work in to atone for the sins that you out here committing. Like it's it's ridiculous how you tear people down. It really is. And I like I'm not babying you through it. Like stop BSing. Get out of your feelings. And do the right thing by people who actually have sacrificed their lives for you. Like, enough is enough already. You know it's you. You know that you're guilty of it. Stop being emotionally lazy and at the same time being an emotional bully. You want people to take on the responsibility, but you don't want to be accountable for what has to be uh, established or <laughs> developed in order to deal with you on a regular basis. You are the problem, and you have to work on you actively every day, and not selfishly like, oh, it's all about my peace. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to. How dare you? 
How dare you focus on your peace when you cause so much disruption in other people's lives? No, you need to focus on yourself and say, how can I be of better service to the people around me? Not sit here and complain and, and, and you know, grovel over the fact that, you know, this is the work when people ask me to do things and, you know, I just want it to be, you know, my, my idea. Or I, I, I just want it to be my decision. How dare you? How dare you put yourself out there as someone who is a giver, as someone who, who, who shows up? And then when someone asks the smallest thing of you, you complain about having to do it. You fuss the whole way because it's not really you. It can't be really you because you haven't let go of what you've been through. So you cannot be who you are. Right now, it's all cap. You faking. You aren't a real giver. You aren't a real loving person. You, you, you aren't someone who, who sacrifices and can put others before yourself. You're an imposter. But here's the crazy part. The only one, the only person that you're fooling is yourself. It's just you. Everybody else sees you for who you are unless they don't really know you. And that's why you have tumultuous relationships with all these people. That's why it's always something else. But here's the crazy part. Even when you isolate yourself from all of these people, you're still frustrated. You know why? Because even you can't deal with it. Even you are too much for you, but you expect somebody else to deal with that. So listen, we gotta be accountable. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to be accountable. If this is you, you gotta get on your job, you gotta call up a therapist, a specialist, you gotta talk to some people, you gotta start putting in a difficult work. You gotta do the hard work. You gotta apologize, and you have to actively work towards changing. And some people are gonna hear your apology and not be moved, and they're gonna separate themselves from you, and that's okay. That's what you put in place. That's what you did. And you know what? That's something that you have to live with. But don't don't be selfish and take the attitude where it's like, oh, I apologize. If they don't, that's on them. It's their loss. No, it's not their loss. It's your loss. And if you really cared, you would spend the rest of your life trying to make it up to that person just to show some consistency. Now, I'm not saying for you to be anyone's doormat, but what I'm saying is it's like you're out here and you're really doing some damage to really good people. How dare you take the perspective of, well, if they don't want to accept my apology, that's on them. No, it's on you. You did this. You did this. And you need to take accountability for it. And you know what? So what if they don't receive your apology the first time, the second time, or the third time, or the fourth time? Do you know why? Because they probably dealt with your mess a thousand times. So if I can deal with your mess a thousand times, who are you to think that you only have to apologize once? With no action. I'm just going to apologize and, and, and I'm going to be done with it. And if they don't want to accept it, that's on them. No, it's on you. It's on you. Listen, this is Make Your Own Biscuits. And I pray that we're out there literally doing that, making our own biscuits, being mindful of the ingredients that we put in. I love you all. I hope this helps somebody. 
peace.